Hey there, John from FastFactsBlog.com. Today I want to step you through and explain six things that I do differently on my new sites that make all the difference in the world. First things, as you can tell, I do not have a pretty fancy video production. It's more due to lack of time, lack of skills, etc. I figure I'm better off putting out simple than doing nothing at all. And actually, that's a good rule to fall by in this business. So let's get going. But before we get through the six points, I just want to mention that this is sponsored by Ezoic. And they are a high-tech platform for bloggers. And they do things differently too. And the biggest thing that they do differently is they have machine learning, which will maximize your ad revenue by split testing ads all over the place, presenting ads in a config configuration that will make you as much money as possible. Now, before we get going, I just want to make this disclaimer, okay? All the six things that I'm going to step you through, I'm not saying that nobody else does them, that I'm unique and I'm doing something that absolutely nobody does, because that's not true, okay? My point is, is that a lot of what I do is really not discussed much in blogging circles, not discussed by people who run, you know, how to blog blogs, kind of like the fast sex blogs. They don't, they don't talk about these things. And so when you combine the six things together, I think more or less it creates a somewhat unique approach to how I publish niche sites. So number one is a unique Pinterest strategy. Actually what I do on Pinterest I've never read about. I've come up with my own methods. In 2020 with the new Pinterest algo, personally I think it's one of the greatest traffic opportunities right now, free traffic opportunities. I have grown my Pinterest visitors per month from a stagnant plateaued 74,000, which, which isn't bad, 74,000 visitors from Pinterest is pretty good and I was getting that for months and months and months just couldn't budget tapped into the new algo decided to do things totally differently completely ignored what everybody else is talking about within probably seven eight nine weeks or so it's been now I'm up to 300,000 visitors per month from visitor uh, from Pinterest and it's climbing okay so I took matters in my own hand came up with an own strategy and it's working like gangbusters and no this is not for fast access for one of my niche sites so as you can see in this chart, and if you're listening, I'll just give you the numbers. It's uh, 302,759 blog visitors from April 21, 2020 to May 20, 2020. So very, very recent. The growth has been spectacular. Like seriously, I think it was uh, January, February, 74, 75,000 visitors. That's it. So that's a huge, huge growth in picture traffic is still growing. The second things that I do differently would be going for keywords, which means publishing articles on topics that other sites in the niche don't touch, all right? And the reason they don't touch them is because of the search volume is ridiculously low. And that is a super opportunity. I love, love, love that other sites will not go after keywords with really low search volume because it makes for really good opportunities for those of us who are willing to do so. Now, when I say it's low search volume or very little or no return on investment because content does cost money and or time. The fact of the matter is that I found many, many times over and over and over, and a lot of other publishers have, have, have told me the same. It may say that it only a keyword only gets 20 searches a month with whatever keyword software you use, be it Ahrefs, SEMrush, Ubersuggest, etc. The fact of the matter is, if you publish a super article you are going to end up targeting accidentally, unintentionally, dozens, hundreds, 
of really long keywords. And so the aggregate traffic can often be much, much higher. And in fact, I would suggest that instead of going for a super competitive high search volume keyword that everybody else goes after, you're so often more better off to just go after the long tail and include lots of long tails in the content. And in the aggregate, you're going to get a nice little chunk of traffic. It's going to generate a nice return on investment over time and build up a large organic traffic profile that way in the long run. This has been, for me, the number one approach. Okay, seriously, I am not kidding. If I had to, if I had to only pick one of these six, it would be that. And you're probably wondering, how do I go about finding low competition keywords? I actually have come up with a good number of methods using various software tools. Uh, total right now about 11 methods I've used. Uh, I show every method in the FatSax Longtail Deep Dive course. You can get that at fatsaxblog.com slash courses dash training. Third thing that I do differently, well, different than what a lot of bloggers talk about, and that is I ditched affiliate marketing as my primary monetization strategy and embraced the lowly humble display ad. So many people tell you, don't put AdSense on your sites, display ads, because they're only going to pay you 25 cents a click or 30 cents a click, and I followed that bad advice for years and years, and it cost me a lot of money. Display ads give you the option to go after the long tail keywords that other people won't go after. You see, the fact of the matter is in affiliate marketing, content that is buyer intent, like reviews and comparisons and best of, very competitive keywords, but they're the only ones that really are gonna generate a decent affiliate revenue. Now, if you rank for those, the revenue can be phenomenal. I'm not saying it's a bad strategy, I'm just saying, and it's hard to rank for those keywords because everybody likes to do the affiliate and they're swinging for the fences. They want to make the big affiliate bucks. But if you decide to embrace the display ad, you can go after the keywords nobody else will, especially the affiliate marketers. Number four, ditch the list. Everyone says build an email list. The money is in the list. Yeah, you know who the money is in the list for? Folks like me who publish Fat Sex Blog, where an email list is very, very good and very, very effective, and I, I enjoy writing emails and sending them out and, all, and promoting and all that, and it works well. Okay, these are the folks that are telling you how to run niche sites, but they only run the one niche site that they're telling you how to run a niche site. There are many, many niches out there, and so many of them are not particularly good with email marketing. And I've tried, I've literally built up lists over 60,000 people and it, it made a few bucks but it sure didn't warrant the amount of time I had to put into making that money. My time was spent much better spent doing other things. Now I want you to take all this with a grain of salt. I think it's worth trying to build a list or at least doing so, a small list, a few thousand regardless which niche you're in because if it does work it can be very 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 good. So it's worth trying. I tried it. I, I tried it to the tune of 60,000 plus subscribers just wasn't worth it, so I ditched the list. So worth trying, but you know what? Don't 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 think it's going to be the be all and all, especially if you're in niches other than business niches or B2B niches. Number five, the fifth thing that I do differently is I don't do link building. Now I track links, but I don't go out and I don't build links. I don't have a team that does outreach and submits lousy guest posts on other sites for backlinks. 
I don't do broken link building. I don't do any of that. I focus on publishing really, really good content, as much of it as fast as humanly possible, targeting low competition keywords, and I include features inside the content that have a, a good chance, or let's say a better than average chance, of attracting links instead of having to build them. And yes, I do attract links. This, this is huge to SEOs because a lot of people publish niche sites, especially they just do review sites or just real product-oriented sites. Those sites, uh, unless they're exceptional and, and there's a lot of good data and information, they typically don't attract links, all right? Now, one exception would be, if you, if you wanna see how to publish a really, really good product-oriented site, go to dcrainmaker.com, all right? Th this guy is phenomenal, and, and I know about him because I go there because I'm interested in the stuff he talks about. He talks about talks about cycling uh, gear, gadgets, tech, all of this stuff, right? I'm into mountain biking, and so I go and I check out. If I need something, and he's covered it, I will read it, and we're talking we're talking like epic reviews, this guy, okay? Go, go check him out, see how it's done. He attracts a lot of links, right? He's the exception because his stuff is so good. You wanna do a product review site, do what he does, right? So, but I don't like to build links. I don't waste time or money on it. I rather attract links. I've literally attracted links from over 6,000 uh, referring domains across my portfolio of sites. So what I do works. I've got to be patient. It's certainly not as fast as going out to build links. You build links, you can control that a lot more. But building links is risky. And, and I'm telling you, each time there's a new Google update, it's just they, they, they just keep going after the link building, the link building, the link building, and it's just amping up the risk. I'm not saying it can't be done successfully. I know there are people who are gonna be listening to this and be like, hey, I build lots of links, I'm really good at it, I, I know how to do it, make it look like a natural uh, footprint and all that. That's great, it, and it works. I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't. What I'm saying is, is for me, focusing on the content and content that attracts links has been a much better investment of my time and money. Number six, the last one is I finance an op-ed. Right, I'm in a niche that's typically just not the most exciting niche in the world. I'd say for my biggest niche site, and, and once my other sites get more lucrative, I'm gonna do it for them too, because this has turned out to be a really, really good decision. It's expensive, uh, but I do really like it. It elevates the site, and what, what, what it is, is an op-ed is really hiring a really good writer, really good, who's funny, opinionated, snarky, and can write about various topics and products and companies and brands and so forth within the niche, but do so so that it's really interesting and that readers will come back and they'll be like, oh, I wonder if he or she has released another article. Now she does about, it varies because she does other work for other clients, but it'll vary from 10 to 20 articles per month. So it's quite a bit and it's a regular column and it's excellent and people do come back and they seek out her work because it's really good. It doesn't target keywords. It doesn't deal with on-site SEO, none of that. It's purely there to build up a readership and that's the sole aim and it definitely elevates the overall site. And I'm, I'm very happy that I've done this. It was a big expense up front, but it's starting to pay off. So what's the one thing that makes the biggest difference? Already talked about this long tail, low competition keywords. It's a no brainer. It's it's. If I had to only pick one of these six, it's that. And, and the reason for that is, is the strategy drives over one million monthly visitors from Google search to, mo to one site. And it works on my other sites. It cannot be beat. Even the, the new Pinterest strategy that I'm using is awesome. I think it has huge, huge potential. And maybe that will exceed a million visitors per month at some point. But for now, 
targeting long tail low competition keywords has been huge for building up successful niche sites uh, and monetizing with display ads. It's just been a formula that works really, really well for me. I know other publishers who do the same thing and it works really, really well for them. And so it's a game changer for me when I started doing this several years ago. Thanks for listening.